Welcome to Freedom Now with Peter Asanful. Freedom Now is brought to you by the Spirit Life People, a ministry that focuses on teaching you how to live and walk in the Spirit so that you can manifest Christ's freedom in your life. It is our prayer that you shall be transformed as you receive the word from the Lord today. And now, here's your host, Peter Asanful. We thank God for today. We thank Him for His love and kindness. We thank Him for what He has done and what He continues to do in us. Amen. So we are still in a month of joy. The first month of the year 2023. The year that the Lord has declared that is the year we are manifesting eternal life. In other words, we shall live out eternal life because that is the life we have last week we looked at the benefits of you know, walking in joy today we want to look at why we must walk in joy the reason we must always walk in joy the reason we must always walk in joy and never allow sorrow or sadness to take any part of us so turn your Bibles to Galatians chapter number 5. Galatians chapter number 5. And I read from verse 22. Galatians chapter number 5 from verse number 22. It says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Alright. It is the fruit of the Spirit. And as you can see, he didn't say the fruits as in plural but said the fruit of the spirit is love in other words every time you produce love you are producing a fruit of the spirit each time you produce joy you are producing you know the fruit of the spirit and everything that is a fruit it means that you have the seed because there can be no fruit without a seed being planted and has what germinated to bear fruit so the fact that you know these things are the fruit of the spirit it means that we have the life of the spirit praise the lord and as we know in line with our theme for the year manifesting eternal life it means that if you have eternal life okay as a life that you have fundamentally it means that walking in joy it's not something you have to even struggle to understand. I know what I'm saying. It's like, it's like teaching, you know, people go to etiquette school and all of that to learn even how to use fork and knife. But nobody can teach you how to even eat. You know how to eat. <laughs> they can teach you how to use fork and knife. They can teach you how to sit down at the table. But when it comes to eating of the food, they cannot t- tell you, Charlie, 
swallow the food like this. Uh, 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 uh. We all know the way that you put the food. We put it in our mouth. Amen, somebody. Nobody can teach you, you know, that when you wake up in the morning, you have to breathe. You know you breathe. It's, it's part of the human body. So breathing does not need any special classes. Uh, a series of teachings to tell you if you breathe like this, you grow tall. Or if you breathe like that, you grow slim. Uh -uh. We breathe. Because it's part of this natural body. In the same way, walking in joy is part of the spiritual life we have in Christ. The moment you are born again, you have moved from sorrow into constant joy. Because a mango tree cannot bear pineapple fruit. Are you here with me, somebody? Yeah, yeah. The day you see a mango tree bearing pineapple fruit, you know that that, that tree, there's something wrong with it. Okay. It cannot be, you, you cannot see mango leaves, but the fruit is pineapple. The tree is mango. Uh-uh. There's something wrong. Amen. You know, in Africa, we can quickly say that that tree is a witch. <laughs> Praise the Lord, somebody. Yeah, it's not possible. So, you see, the moment you say, I am a Christian, it's like the leaves. You tell people I'm a Christian. You, are, you let people know that, oh, I'm a Christian. That is like the leaves. That is what you want people to see. But then, the fruit you bear, in other words, the kind of attitude you show, the behavior, the character, that is the fruit. The things you say, the things you think about, those are the fruit. Now, that is what will determine if indeed what you are saying that you are a Christian, you are actually bearing the fruit. The Bible says, they have a form of godliness, but they deny the power. Many, many, many Christians say, I'm a Christian, but they don't even believe in signs and wonders. They don't believe that the power of God can turn around that whatever situation they find themselves. They don't believe it. Yet, if you ask them, are you a Christian? They say, I am a Christian. So the leaves, the leaves are Christians. But now, in your day-to-day, minute-by-minute walk in this world, what are the fruits you are bearing? The attitude and character and behavior does it align with the leaves Christian that you say you are? Or you are producing a different fruit that you don't have the seed of the life that you have in Christ? Now, I get what I'm, I'm saying right now. Because you cannot say you're a Christian. A Christian young man. And you're a womanizer. You don't care that you're sleeping with somebody that you're not married to. You don't care. And then you come and sleep in, sit in church and you, you, you look so okay that like nothing has happened. You look so okay. You can lie till you can lie. So your lying has become like the truth. You know there are some people that are, they are like that. They, they can lie uh, now. The day they say the truth, they say, no, no. I have to change it. They don't even feel comfortable the day they say the truth. Because lying has become part of their, their system. That lies have turned into truth for them. No. The moment you say, I am a Christian, you have portrayed an identity. Now, back it up with a fruit. And one of the fruits that you can use to back it up 
is to walk in joy. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Because the moment people are down, the moment people are sad, the moment people are sorrowful, what is your state? Like the way the, the economy is going and people are complaining and people are crying. And when you hear people talk like that, what is your reaction as a child who is carrying eternal life? How can you manifest eternal life in that moment somebody has approached you? I get what I'm saying. So we, because of the life we have, we bear joy. We produce joy. We walk in joy. It is part of us. It is in the life that we have received from Christ. I get what I'm saying. We don't wait for circumstances to change before we go about waving our white handkerchief. Hey, today I'm very happy. Today, whoa. No, 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 no. Whether you are hungry or you are not hungry, don't you breathe? You breathe. Because the moment you stop breathing, you are dead. So hunger or plenty of food does not determine whether you breathe or you don't breathe. Come on, are you here with me, somebody? Now, now sit, sit up right and look at me with a cheerful face. You are too serious. <laughs> I know what I'm saying. Whether you are hungry or you are not hungry, breathing is, is a must. Because hunger cannot kill you instantly. But if you stop breathing for a second, boom, you are gone. So the fact that you don't have money in your pocket right now does not mean you refuse to be in joy. Because joy is a constant of your DNA. It, it does not happen because you have plenty money. It does not happen because you are very successful. I don't know what I'm saying. Because there are some people who have money. They have money. But they don't have joy. In fact, the money that they have now has become a burden. They are crying. I told you last week that there are some people you see on social media. The reason they come to social media every day is that if they don't do that thing, they don't have any joy. So every day, they are on social media fully just so that they will be happy. When everybody has gone to sleep and there's nobody on social media, they go to their rooms and they'll be crying. They'll be crying because, you see, they live their lives based on what is happening around them. Whether you have it or you don't have it, because I am born again, just by that fact that I have eternal life, I refuse to be sad. Are you here with me, somebody? I refuse. I have the joy. Now, let's go to the next level. Why? It is so important to determine, to be determined to walk in joy. Listen. Eternal life, what it did to us, a lot of Christians have not come to understand it. Listen. Here we are, before we met Jesus. We were having that natural life. That is full of pain. That is full of trouble. In fact, that was full of death, as in physical death. Now, I've been teaching you this thing in the church for a while now. Jesus, he moved us from death to life. Listen, oh. He moved us from death to life. If you know 
that you were a candidate to die. Okay? You have been sentenced by the judge to death by firing squad. So even as you were in the prison, you know when you wake up one morning, it could be your last. And then one morning you woke up and then the prison officer came and said, hey, Mr. XYZ, I have a letter from the judge to you saying that you are free to go home and that you will not die again. Now, what will be <laughs> your reaction? In fact, for the rest of the days you live in this world, every time you remember the minute that police officer brought that letter to you in that prison, a smile will come on your face. Even if you don't have food to eat, when you remember that you were near death, but by the mercies of the judge, okay, you were pardoned and that you have gone home to be with your family. Come on. There is nothing in this world that can replace that feeling. That is exactly what happened to us when we got born again. When we were under sin, we were subject to death. We were under death. And nothing could help us until Jesus Christ came. And then when he died on you and I, our behalf, he gave us the letter for our freedom and said from today you are no longer a candidate to die but i have moved you from death to life are you here with me somebody i have moved you from death to life by this fact alone by this reason alone i have joy because the life that i now have in christ it is not a life that is subject to death but it is a life that is subject to life and life forever so that every day when I live, I live with the understanding that I am no longer living to die, but I am living to live. And if I am living to live, then I wake up every morning with the hope of glory. That says that Christ in me, the hope of glory, I live every day in anticipation that something good will happen. No matter what is going on, I wake up every morning knowing that even though weapons of the enemies have been formed against me by the fact of what Jesus did for me, I wake up in anticipation knowing I have victory, knowing that I am not the same as before. Come on, shout a good amen, somebody. This is why I walk in joy. This is why I refuse to be sad. This is why I will never allow sorrow to fill my heart. Because Jesus took me out of death, of the captivity of death, and placed me into his eternal life. Shout glory! Romans chapter number 5. Romans chapter 5. Look at what happened to us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Romans chapter 5 from verse 12. It says, Therefore, just as through one man, sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men, 
because all sin for unto the law sin was in the world but sin is not imputed when there is no law this is so powerful nevertheless death reigned from adam to moses even over those who have not seen according to the likeness of the transgression of adam who is a type of him who was to come but the free gift is not like the offense for if by one man's offense many died much more the grace of god and the gift by the grace of the one man jesus christ abounded to many verse 16 and the gift is not like that which came through the one man who sinned for the judgment which came from one offense resulted in condemnation but the free gift which came through many offenses resulted in justification for if by the if by the one man's offense death reigned through the one much more those who receive the abundance of grace and now the gift of righteousness will reign through the one man jesus christ amen therefore as through one man's offense judgment came into all men resulting in condemnation even so through one man's righteousness righteous act the free gift has come to all men resulting in the justification of life amen now let me let me let me say these things i remember one day i quoted this verse that uh, especially the verse four i quoted it to someone who is a skeptic of the gospel that he doesn't believe in jesus he's an atheist and then he said that <clears throat> if we are saying that because of the sin of adam all of us we were we are under sin <clears throat> until jesus christ came then it also means that when jesus died then everyone on earth is also righteous because according to him if what adam did affected everybody then what jesus also did has affected everybody and i said listen that is why jesus said in john 3 you must be born again there's a reason the difference is this anyone who has not yet received jesus and is not born again right you have come into the world in the likeness of the natural man in other words when god created adam and Eve, he created them from the ground right no human being gave birth to adam and eve they were created from the ground take note but subsequently every other human being who came into this world came through them in other words we were born in accordance to them so whatever they did affected the seed in fact the whole every human being in this world we can all trace to one common great 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 trillion ancestors adam and eve whether you are white whether you are black whether you are green whether you are blue if god gathers all of us and say i am taking all of you back so you can imagine you know according to science science says that even one sperm has billion 
or so potential children that can come out. So don't be, don't be surprised that we have 8 point something billion people in this world. And that is excluding those who have died. Okay? In the years. So even if you have uh, in the lifespan of the world, even if you have let me say 100 billion people, I'm just giving you a rough figure, that has ever existed. If one sperm can have a billion potential children, you should not be surprised that all of these people can be attributed to one man. I know what I'm saying. Are, are you following me? So whatever Adam did affected his seed. So whether you were born directly by Adam and Eve like Cain and Abel or you were born by your biological father, it is irrespective of that. Because the chain of humanity okay, the chain of humanity started from what? Adam. I get you now. He was the source of the human race. The same way God was the source of Adam and Eve. He, he created them. He made them from the ground. Now listen. The difference is this. Even though Jesus died on behalf of the human race. The next step is that for you to have eternal life. You have to now be born by God. That is the difference. If you are not born by God, it means that whatever affected Adam will affect you. Because you still have the nature of Adam. But now when you receive the gospel and you are born again, you receive life from above. Mean that that life, that nature that caused Adam to sin has been truncated. It has stopped. And that now you have a new source of life. Which that life is directly connected to God. Come on. Remember the last time we read John chapter number 1. And when you read the verse 12, he said, For we are born not because of the will of man, not because of the blood of any man, but because we are born by who? We are born by God. So now in Christ, we are not born because of the will of any man. No man can give birth to you. That is why I have been teaching you against... I told you, 27, since I had that revelation about spiritual father not being from God, I've been teaching it and I've been talking about it. Because no human being can give birth to you spiritually apart from God. I get what I'm saying, somebody. Because if the moment I say you are my spiritual son, it means that I am the source of your life. The moment I say you are my spiritual daughter, you are, I'm the source for your life. And if I am the source of your life, then I must sustain you. <laughs> you are not getting what I'm teaching. I must sustain you. But you and I know that nobody who is in Christ is born by any flesh, any blood, or any will of any man. We are born by God. That is why God is our only father. And you see that message, I will teach it and teach it. I know when I talk about it, it offends some pastors, but I, mean, I don't care. I will teach it. Me, if I know it is the truth, I don't care who you are, I will hammer it. Even this one, I'm planning a post on Facebook on that. Maybe when I go home today, I'll fire it. I had the idea, I want to. Because from time to time, that revelation comes to me. God is not happy that many pastors are calling his, his people, their children, my spiritual son, my spiritual father. But come on. 
if, if I am your spiritual father, who is God to you? Your spiritual grandfather. There is no grandfather to in the spirit. Have you ever seen, uh, I am your grandfather? Have you ever seen that in your Bible? That, that there is a grandfather. There is no grandfather in the spirit. We only have one source. Father means source. We only have one source in the spirit. I get what I'm saying. Yeah. And I'm not ashamed to say it. I always say, when you are speaking the truth, it's so beautiful. So this is it. Because now, because now, because of what Adam did, I was just, you know, if you are not born again, eh, those who are not born again, their matter is sad. Because they are born to die. That's all. Until they receive Jesus. As soon as you are, you are born into this world, eh, live a thousand years, you will die. Live 120 years, you will die. I get what I'm saying. They are just living to die. But the moment you receive eternal life, something can happen to you. That mentality of me living to just die, you can do away with it. This one alone must produce joy. Sickness is because of sin. Now, if you read my book, The Lost Sin, one of the things I taught in that book is that many people don't understand that even sickness is sin. What is sin? Sin simply means not meeting the glory of God. Okay? If, if, the, if the standard of God is 10, and even if you have 9.5, you have sin. Because the standard is 10. Now, the life God gave us in Christ was to help us to have a, a 10 standard life. Every day. Every day, not to have 9.99. 10, 10, 10, 10 every day. But you find some Christians who feel that, okay, oh, that's what sickness is normal. You, you say it's normal. It's going to kill you. Have you not seen common head killing people before? Some few years ago, I, we, I went to that funeral. We went to bury our classmate who said he was having headache, headache. So he was just having headache. 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 What you say? Oh, I just have common headache. They told him, oh, Charlie, drink water. He drank water. Nothing changed. They rushed him to cocoa clinic. He didn't come back home. As soon as he got, they didn't take. They said he didn't take one and he died. When they went to check, they said, it's like, it was like his brain has scattered. I don't know. Something, something weird. The devil is wicked though. I say one day may God open your eyes to see things in the spirit. Even in the spirit, nobody goes old. Some of you think that God is an old man. He's never an old man. The day some of you will see God, you, I say you will be shocked. I've, I've said these things to you before. The day you will see God. Say, ah, God, is this you? Yes. You think it's an old man with some long white beard that is holding a walking stick like this. As you, I, I am God. You will see God. He's fresher than your, your great grandfather who died. Fresh crap. When I stood here and I told you that old age is a, is sickness, some of you didn't believe me. Now the scientists say that old age is a sickness, it's a disease. <laughs> the time will come that 
you are going to live and your body will not wrinkle your body will not will not age now think about you think those who are old you think they are happy they are not happy oh then you cannot do anything they have to carry you to bath you they have to feed you ah no 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 you will not have that experience in jesus name ah the bible said moses eh, at 80 years he was stronger like a youth as you grow so shall your strength be oh you are, you are not here with me i said as you increase in age so shall your strength be so shall your strength be uh, so shall your strength be in the name of jesus we are not growing old to get weaker he said oh he said oh me this one i, I used to carry it when i was young but now i'm old hey master jayo don't 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 be so full of yourself hey now i'm old i'm growing old you are growing old you do say you are growing old. you grow old too you grow old. You grow old. Amen. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Many years ago. <laughs> many years ago. That was around 2000 and 2006, 2007, one of them. I was watching Pastor Benny. This story, my wife, she always laughs with me. With it. I was watching Benny Hinn and I saw his gray hair. And I, the Lord opened my eyes and I saw that one day I'll have a lot of gray hair. At that time, I thought it was fun. At some point, I said, no, I don't like it again. <laughs> I said, I don't like it again. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw, I saw. Oh, clear vision. Not, not that I was joking. Not clear vision. Clear vision. Uh, because that, you know, there are some things I have not started doing. Some of us, we have been, I'm saying it here. You, it happened, you know. Some of us, we have been marked to, to take over for some people in the world. A time will come. See that kind of crusade Benny Hinn was doing, that kind of mega, some of us will be doing the same thing. That's, a, that's, a, that's where we are going. Oh. Yeah. God is just preparing us. He's preparing us for a, a time that be, be, you, see, you see, oh, Apostle Peter is having a crusade, two million people are under. You be, don't be surprised. I'm telling you today. With all kinds of signs and wonders happening. Healing of all types. That's what's going to happen to our ministry. Amen. Yeah. So you see, God has taken you out of those that thing. A life of sickness has brought you. To, why wouldn't you be full of joy? I, don't, I mean, why wouldn't you? He said, I don't have I don't have anything. I don't have money. I don't so I'm sad because I don't have you, you are sad because you don't have money. Ah! Meanwhile, see, I was thinking about this thing just to, um Thursday. It's like three days ago, right? Whilst I was behind my laptop doing stuff, the Holy Spirit asked me, have I thought that the life that we have in Christ, we can virtually produce anything that we need. We can produce it. And then he took my mind to that scripture again we are familiar with. When Jesus called out money from the mouth of the fish. And then he gave me another example. He said, when Jesus wanted to feed the 5,000 people, you see, he multiplied their food. And then he was telling me, he said, listen, where I'm not taking you is that level. He was talking to me. Where there's nothing in this world that you need that you cannot bring out. Because eternal life produces things. That Charlie, you need money. Charlie, you need some hundred thousand dollars to do something. Quick, 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 quick. It is not now that you sit down. You see, the moment you sit down and you put your hands on your head. And you say, where will my help come from? Then you don't even know what you have. 
Because if you know, if you have a printing, money printing machine and you need money, and you have the license to print money. <laughs> ah, come on. If you need money, you'll be thinking, can my machine print it? You are thinking about your machine. You are not thinking about where would the money come from. You know the machine is there. A lot of people don't look inside of, of them. Of what God has given them. They are always looking at what they don't have. To determine their state of joy or, or not. But inside you, you have the life that produces everything. Oh, he didn't say a good amen. I said you have the life that produces everything. And because of that, I am full of joy. Because wherever I tend, I cannot be disadvantaged. Are you here with me? I cannot be disadvantaged. So whether the situation comes in the morning or in the afternoon or in the evening, I just laugh it off. Because I know I have the solution. I have the life to overcome this. And that, that thing cannot put me down. Are you here with me? That is why it's very important that as a child of God, you don't live by sight. That, that, that is a hard part. That is a hard part of many, many Christians. They find it very difficult to walk by faith. It's like they talk based on what they can see. What has happened, they talk about it. The moment you start living in the spirit, your words will be few. But the moment you open your mouth to say something, power is coming. I, I, I hear what I'm saying. Because those who like, like, you see, gossips, eh, gossips, they like talking about what they see. Hey, have you seen, have you seen Bright? Hey, look, look, look. We finish talking about him. Go to this one. Hey, have you seen this one? See, they, so they talk a lot and there's no power. There's no power. But those who talk few and you talk by faith, you look at the situation, you just keep quiet. You look at the situation. The moment you open your mouth, power has come. The change has come. May that be your experience from today. I, I declare, say, may that be your experience from today. I, I pray that your words will turn around situations to the glory of God in the name of Jesus. Say joy. Proverbs chapter 3. Now, now, before we go to Proverbs chapter 3, let's go to First John chapter 3. Thank you, Holy Spirit. First John chapter number three. Are you there? Are you from verse? Uh, let me get a contest. Let, let's start from verse seven. Say, little children, let no one deceive you. He who practices righteousness is righteous, just as he is righteous. He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Amen. He came to destroy the works of the devil. Say so he came to destroy the works of the devil. Verse 14. Move down to verse 14. And let's all read verse 14 together. If you are there, one to go. We know that we have passed from death to life 
because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brother abides in death. We are passed from what? We are passed from what? Death to life. You see? We are passed from death. And you see, in this death, we are passed from spiritual death. We are passed from even physical death. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. Now, until the spiritual death has not happened yet. I, I keep on telling you this. But that's what the Bible says in the book of Revelation 21. The second death. That is the spiritual death. That one is eternal death. Right? Physical death was what happened as a consequence of sin. As a consequence of sin. So now we have been passed from death to life. So there are types of life. You have a life coming from death. In that life, even though you are walking up and down, you are still dead. Because no matter what you do, you die. And there's another life. That that life, as you are going up and down, you will not die. You will live. Like you know what I'm saying? Uh, Jesus even spoke of John. And even told John that John will not die. He told him. He told him not that. John is one of the, when you read the story of um, John, he's one of the apostles. They put him in a boiling pot of oil. Eh? Pop, 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 oil. Like you want to fry chicken. They put him inside. Big pot of oil. The guy was singing praises in the oil. <laughs> he didn't die. For death could not hold him captive. Because, Charlie, he understood the revelation that he has passed from death to life. Too many Christians are afraid of death. Too many Christians. Some of you, when you hear the word death, now your mind shall and some people even ask the question, how, how is death like? What, how does it look like to die? Then you just die. You will see how it is. <laughs> Don't ask the question. You die. Because the person you are asking, the person is not dead. The only person who can answer is the one who is dead. So for you to know how it looks like, you die. <laughs> when you die, you know how it looks like to die. Praise the Lord. <laughs> ah, come on. I, it is... You see, it is something none of you should even look forward to. But you find people who want to die. You say, I want somebody is going through so much in this world. You say, I've had enough. I wish I'm dead. Charlie, you, you, you have no idea. See, the playing field is in this world. And the, the, let, let me just put it in a very plain way. The game we are playing is in this world. As soon as you close your eyes and darkness takes over you, the next time your eyes will open is the day of judgment. That the light will now shine. As soon as the light of God shines, everybody who is dead will wake up. And then account. Your records book will be open. Where we are saying now, saying, so name Bible said 10 die in a month. Ah, okay. Yeah, Mark. Where we are now, yes, so now me me chant drop. Okay, okay, okay. Where we are saying now, then now, ah, Charlie, you may not be example. Okay, okay, okay. And they'll be marking you like that. Whatever you did in this world, they'll... because the thing is that the moment you die, you don't have any opportunity to change your ways again. I get what I'm saying. You don't have it. As soon as somebody dies, whatever the person has done to that point of death is shut up in records, waiting the final day. So even if their, their bones are rotting, like Akara Sofoku say, 
arose, arose, they will arise again. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> you always say arose, arose, arose. I don't know when the, the bones will always rise. They always <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yeah. Even the dry bones, they will come up and they will meet the king of kings. And say, oh, everything you did in the world. Because you see, this body is a natural thing. So whatever you are doing in it, it's shut up in records. Everything. That's why every one of us, we have angels. Your angels are your bookkeepers. They are recording your thoughts. They are recording your words. They are recording your actions. Some of you, Charlie, you have about 10 books written about you. You don't know. Angels are writing everywhere you are going. Uh, everything. All the, you think that secret place you went, nobody saw you. Ah, your angel has recorded it. Recorded it. Said, no one said, ah, nobody saw me. Yeah, you know, and I was sure. Ah, okay. I've recorded you. He <laughs> said, where can you hide from the Lord? Where? You cannot hide from the Lord. Yeah. You have promised three girls that you marry them. You are playing their heart. Oh, oh. God, he said he will marry Adra. He said he will marry Akustia. I said he has been lying. On this day, he lied to Adra. On this day, he lied to Akustia. He, they, said, they are good writers, the angels. They are writing. Preparing your book. I read the book of Revelation. He said, and books were opened. Which books were opened? The books of your life. Books. Books. There's eternal life. That is a book that God recalls all those who are born again. And then there are books. The books of your everyday activity. That one too is they say books will be open. Books. Books. Ask your neighbor, Charlie, is your book fine? Is the content of your book fine? Now, now you see, you see, cannot ask. I say, look into it. Ask, ask your neighbor. Is the content of your book? Is it fine? Is it fine? The book. The book. Let the angels write something good in your book. <laughs> because you, you cannot lie before God. When you try to be smart, he will let you be shaken. But you see, that's why we thank God for Jesus. Oh, come on, come on, out here with me. See, that's why we thank God for Jesus. That when your book is open, all the bad things that you did, when God opens, he will just see a red ink. That's the blood. The blood, the blood, the blood. It's, ah, he believes in Jesus. Oh, the blood has just cancelled all the bad things. And he said, oh, then come home. You are my child. You are my child. Let that be your portion in Jesus' name. I said, that shall be your story in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Let's go to Proverbs chapter number 3. We are reading two chapters in Proverbs, in the book of Proverbs, then we are out of here. Proverbs chapter number 3. There, you see, there are two things that are medicines, are described as medicines in the Bible. The first one is what we want to read, Proverbs chapter 3. Let's read from verse number... Uh, from verse 3. Proverbs chapter number 3 from verse 3. It says, Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. And so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. So when you have truth and mercy, it says you have favor. Favor does not come by prayers. Too many people are praying, but they don't know the truth. As soon as you go somewhere and you acknowledge the truth of God and you have mercy, 
favor will automatically follow you. I get what I'm saying. Everywhere you go, they'll open the doors for you. They'll give you VIP treatment. Praise the Lord. Now, verse number five. He said, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. And now look at what he said. He said, it will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Praise the Lord. In other verses, says, it shall be medicine to your flesh. So truth is medicine. The word is medicine. Now go to chapter 17, the same book of Proverbs. Now, can we all read verse 22 together? Other version says a merry word, but the word is joy. Okay, a joyful heart. So one to go, Proverbs chapter number 17, verse 22. One to go. A joyful heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. <laughs> a bro- what does it mean by a broken spirit? A broken spirit is a sad, sorrowful spirit. Somebody is always, no smile. Every day you are looking serious. Every day you are too serious. He said, you are drying up your bones. What does it mean? You die. There's, there's no more life in your bones. But he said, a joyful heart is like medicine. Sometimes, Charlie, what you are going through, the sickness or whatever you have, those symptoms, all you need to do is just be full of joy of what Jesus has done for you. Say, it's like medicine. And that's why people spend money, okay, go and pay all these comedians just to laugh. And you have it free of charge. Laugh in the morning. Laugh, laugh. Never allow any situation to trigger anger. Anger can produce sorrow and sadness. Always be full of joy. You say, it's like medicine. Some of you, you have a bag full of all kinds of medicine. Eh? APC. Uh, paracetamol. All the malls. You have them in your bag. But you don't have the medicine of joy. So sad. So sad. So sad. Even when they are taking those medicines. Have you not taken a medicine that you take? It, it's like bitter quinine. So bitter that I said the medicine attends your mother. Like the way those aquatic people have been drinking. So when they take aquatic, they then they'll hit their chest, shake their body. Now, now who asked you to go and drink that aquatic? They say, assume it. Be <laughs> Praise the Lord. So at the end of the day, say, joy is medicine. Amen. Yes. You see, even this body that you have, as soon as the body realizes that the body is full of joy, see, the brain sends signals to the part of the body. Say, ah, Charlie, the system is full of joy. Today, the, the, have you not woke up and then, you see, you feel good. As soon as you feel good, you're, like, you're energized. Yes. Wake up and you feel, ah, today, ah. then it's like you don't have any motivation. You don't feel like doing anything. You don't even feel like eating. You don't feel like, you just feel like just being there. That is what a dry, uh, um, a contrite spirit can do to you. 
to always wake up full of joy. Be energized. Yeah. Even if there's no food, Charlie, your joy alone can cause their hunger to disappear. I'm telling you. You can go, you can go up to 40 days without food and you will not die. I saw a picture of some people were captured during Hitler's time. And a guy has stabbed over 180 days. He didn't give them food. The guy has become bone. You can see the bone. The skeleton. And they have sat him down and they have taken him a picture. Didn't eat for it. Such a person, it would take him one month to start even eating something solid. They have to, they have to bring back their body, their intestines. Because all oh, the intestines is gone. The guy that slept with the bones. 180 days. Amen. But the guy was still alive. He was not dead. So far as he's breathing, he can live. Are you here with me? So let joy fill you. That is why when we read the, our anchor scripture for this series, Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10, say the joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy is my strength. I can tell it. You're always laughing. You're always full of joy. It shall be medicine to you. Because Jesus has done something for you that nobody else could have done. He has taken you from death to life. He has translated you from darkness to what? Light. Now I'm walking in the light. Because I'm walking in the light, I'm full of joy. I know, oh, whatever is missing, I can find. In the darkness, if something gets missing, you cannot find it. But in the light, you can always see. I pray for you that from today, you move from glory to glory. I pray that from today, you move from glory to glory. You move from greatness to greatness. The joy of the Lord will strengthen and catapult you. The joy of the Lord will produce so much for you that you will not have room to store it. The joy of the Lord will take you to your next level. It shall promote you. It shall bring you favor. It shall bring you opportunities. It shall bring you increase. Lift up your voice and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the life that produces joy. Thank you for being a part of today's message. This program was brought to you by the friends and partners of the Spirit Life people. For further information, kindly visit us at www.thespiritlifepeople.com or subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channels or find us on all major social media platforms. Stay blessed and always remember that in Christ Jesus, we are free.